Paige Brooks who created all these videos. There's one more towards the end of the service tonight. You'll love it. It's going to be just a precious moment leading into our finale. Well, tonight's message is on joy. As we've lit, lit the candle of Advent of joy, and we've talked about joy, and we've sung about joy, and now we're going to press in a little deeper about joy. And as we do that, tonight, the Lord prepared my heart to address joy in a couple of different ways. We automatically go to rejoicing when we think about joy, that exuberant praise, that rejoicing of joy. But tonight, I want to address two different postures that we sometimes find ourselves in when it comes to joy. So let's look at those. One is rejoicing, and one is relief. I don't know about you, but I have found myself sometimes in a posture of joy that's like, oh, yes, thank you. And then there's other times I have found myself in a posture of joy where I am jumping, like we talked about just a few months ago as we broke down the Hebrew words for praise in the Psalms, where there was exuberant praise. And I certainly have experienced both of these postures of joy. And I believe that Jesus has come and has brought both. He has brought exuberant praise that rises up in us. He's brought this, he, everything he has come to do brings us to a place of rejoicing. Yet also, when I think about all that Jesus has come for and what he's done for me, I can't help but just grab my heart and thank you and feel relief. A little bit more about that in a little bit. But I'm going to be reading tonight from Luke 2, 8 through 21, and I ask you to read along with me. And there were shepherds living out in the field nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy. I'm going to stop there for a second. This word, as we look it up in the lexicon, the Greek there for joy is kiaro, which actually also mirrors the word for grace. So think about it this way. I bring you good news that will cause great grace for all the people. And again, that comes back to that place where when we have experienced the grace of God through his son Jesus, we can't help but, woo! But we also can't help but be like Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, highest heaven, the heaven of heavens. It is the, the glory, a, a, a sound raised to all the way of the highest heavens. The heaven of heavens, it says. And on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. Favor rests. Who are those people? Those who believe. Hallelujah. That's you. Most, I pray it's you. But if it's not tonight, it could be you. 
Glory to God in the highest. Do you hear that? And on earth, peace to those who believe. Do you need some peace tonight? That kind of comes back to that relief. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph. Now here we see this hurried sense brings me to an understanding that they are excited. And so we're seeing that joy come about in the story. 16. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. Again, we see that excitement. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. Relief. That inward posture. We see it there. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. I see right here in this passage alone that sometimes joy brings rejoicing and sometimes joy brings relief. We sometimes put pressure on people some in the church, in the Christian community, if you will, if they're joyful for it to look a certain way. But it is 2022, and sometimes it gets really hard. <laughs> we all went through 2020. We've all gone through 2022. Our family had a really tough year. We had some losses. We had a cancer diagnosis. We did have a miracle, great rejoicing. But we also had to venture through a lot of different feelings and things this year. We also had a grandbaby born. Hallelujah. And we've had quite a year. My dad started chemo again. It has been a year in many ways of peaks and valleys for our family. And I feel like I just want to give you permission to be joyful without jumping. That you can feel the joy right here. We have a women's ministry here that meets on Tuesday nights that's incredibly powerful and super positive. And I sit with women that are so joyful. It's coming out of their mouths and their eyes and their ears and they're shouting to the Lord. We have a friend that has run around the building to rejoice. And I sit with women that are so relieved that God came through. That they just dropped to their knees. And the joy is unspeakable, but they can hardly get off of their face in relief. Joy doesn't have to look a certain way. But Jesus brings all the joy for all the people. There's not a lot of rules when it comes to joy except this one, Jesus. <laughs> so joy, let's look at both characteristics of what some of us experience in joy. Let's look at the exuberant joy, the rejoicing joy. It might come from a thought like this. God kept his word. He sent his son. Let's look at a passage. Isaiah 9-2 and John 8-12. 
The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. Now, I want to tell you something. When Jesus was born, it had been hard and long and dark. Please, in your own private prayers, have to speak. Do some research on that. It had been a long season. And so when Isaiah is prophesying that this is going to happen, and this is going to happen in this season, he says, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. And then let's fast forward to John 8, 12 in the New Testament. And Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Right? The answer to darkness is light. The answer to this darkness was Jesus. God kept his word. He sent his son. I don't know about you, but I kind of want to do a, one of these with that, right? As my dad would say, oh, Lord. And God is here. Amen. Yeah. Let's look at Matthew 1, 23. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means, say in church, God with us. He is here. You mean I have life eternal and his everlasting presence? What? You mean God is here? You mean my debt could be paid and death is not? Thank you. 
Church, you are not alone. You don't have to figure it out by yourself. That should make some of you jump up and down. You detail people. <laughs> my debt is paid and death is not the end. Just my debt is paid. Can I get an amen? amen. And death is not the end. It doesn't end here. Thank you. You mean I can have joy? Real joy? And it can be real, not some mustered up fake joy. I can have real joy in Jesus. Yes! 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 Rejoicing in Jesus. Let's look at relief. Joy. These, these are going to make me cry. I cried all morning in Starbucks preparing for this message. God kept his word. He sent his son. If you've ever been let down, you know how important it is when someone keeps their word. God kept his word. He sent his son. He did it. Let's look at some passages. That go with that. Isaiah 9, 6, John 3, 17. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. The prophetic word given to Isaiah that he would send his son, and he did. And why? For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. God kept his word. He sent his son. More on 17 in just a second. And God is here. For some of you, just that will bring you to your knees. Some of you feel so alone. Some of you feel like you don't deserve his presence. But God is here. We're going to look at this again, Matthew 1, 23. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means, church? Uh, he is here. We're going to look at 6 again, Isaiah 9, 6. For to us a child is born, and to us a son is given. And this is important. And the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called. Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. What we see in this passage is we start seeing roles that he's going to play in our life. And it's in this passage that I move to a place of relief. It is in this passage that I move to relief. You see, let's leave that up. So this means... I don't have to figure it out on my own. I can have a wonderful counselor. You mean I don't have to know all the answers? He will counsel me? You mean I don't have to please everyone? I don't have to keep it all together and I don't have to muster up some fake form of peace? He is my prince of peace. 
He is a mighty God. I don't have to be powerful. Or worry about being alone. He's an everlasting Father. And I don't have to wear shame like it's my name or live in fear anymore. These are roles that he's come to play in my life and he came to me for me. He's pursuing me to be a wonderful counselor, a mighty God, an everlasting father, a prince of peace, a God with me. He didn't come to condemn, but to save me. I don't have to wear shame like a title. You mean I can be safe with God through Jesus? He's pursuing me. I remember when he got my attention and I realized it was God speaking to my spirit, I actually told him he had the wrong Marsha because he doesn't want anything to do with her. A holy God can't touch this, this is filthy. And he made it really clear, no, I know it all and I love you fully. Oh, church, we don't have to pretend with God, with Jesus. Do you understand the joy that brings people like me? That felt like there was a lot of judgment and shame coming from a faith community at one time in my life. A lot of opinions. <laughs> but with Jesus, I'm safe there. I'm wanted there. He has a plan for me there. The joy, the relief, the shoulders that fell with Jesus. In Luke 2, 10 through 11, it told us that the good news of great joy is for all people. The great grace is for all people. Which means we have permission to either jump up and down and shout and run around this room in his presence and celebrate his light and his salvation like it's the Super Bowl and our team has won, which we all know what that looks like. Or we can grab our heart and exhale because he has come. He is here and he's got you. Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. He wants to counsel you. You don't have to figure it out. He will give you the wisdom. He will never leave you. He will provide the power. And his peace is available for those 
who believe. His name is Jesus. And he brings joy. You see, sometimes joy brings great rejoicing. And sometimes joy brings great relief. I was on the phone with someone last week, and she was sharing how God had come through for their family in a totally unexpected and amazing way. And as she was sharing, she was crying in joy, and I was laughing in joy. And that's it. I see God in that story, and it made me laugh. She experienced God in that story, and it brought her to tears. Relief that this need has been met. Joy sometimes comes in laughter, and sometimes it comes in a soul sigh of relief. You know it. You know it. It's been a hard year for us, I mentioned that. And for us, this Christmas has been a series of soul sighs. There's great joy with our family right now. But through the season, it's been some sighs of relief. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. How is the joy of Jesus' birth hitting you this Christmas? Did you think that maybe it didn't feel like Christmas because you didn't feel exuberant praise? Take the pressure off yourself. Not everything is a shout of hallelujah. Sometimes it's a soul posture of relief. And sometimes it's like the angels, glory to God in the highest of heaven. And sometimes it's a Mary who treasures them up in her heart. Both the shepherds and Mary were human. The shepherds were excited and they hurried and they rejoiced. And Mary treasured and pondered. Either way, from the manger to the empty tomb, Christ's joy is for all who believe. Maybe tonight you have thought in the past or even this evening that, you know, I wouldn't make a very good Christ follower because I'm not so happy all the time. Well, I just want to tell you, there's a soul posture with God that's called Barak, and it's a blessing of him. It is a kneeling. It is a blessing. It is a, it is a humble posture where there is a soul side of relief. That Jesus made a way for you to be one with God. Not all joy is exuberant praise. Sometimes it brings us to our humble knees. The youth girls are going to come forward and prepare for a beautiful moment of reflection and silence. But I want to ask you. Tonight, is your soul postured to one or the other? Is it postured in exuberant praise with great joy for Jesus? 
Is it posture in a place of relief? Or do you feel numb, hollow, hard, because it's been a long year, or it's been a long, hard season? Well, listen. Jesus is asking you to perform. He's just asking you to come with your honesty, with your doubts, with your fears, with the wonders, with the hard year, with all of the questions. He's saying, shh, come here. It's okay. It doesn't look one way. Joy brings some to their feet, and joy brings some to their knees. But Jesus is the subject of joy. Tonight, whether you are with joy or with joy, know this, he is here, and this is holy ground. Receive this sign language before I close. <clears throat>
office in, ladies. Beautiful. Thank you for reminding us. There's no rush here. And so we've created some time and some space to do both of the postures of joy that we've talked about tonight. The next few minutes, we're going to encourage you to open your heart to maybe move your mind. Shout it loud in a little bit. But maybe find a soul sigh of relief as joy has come. The next few minutes, we have space here to respond in the room. Respond by lighting a candle in the back of the room. That light back there is simply a symbol of Jesus coming to the darkness to light up the world. He's the light of the world. Like we talked about, no more darkness. Light was the answer. Jesus is the answer to your darkness tonight. Those dark places, that dark space, whether it is your very soul or a friend's soul or a situation at home or a situation at your workplace or a situation in the world that you see dark is present tonight, go light a candle. Go light too and ask for Jesus. Jesus, I need you. I need the joy of Jesus in my soul. Or I need the joy of Jesus in my home or in my family, or in this work situation. Tonight, in this moment, as they're going to be leading a song and singing a song, just take a step to the back. There's two tables on each side. And take one of the smaller candles and light it from the big candle and light the tiny candle and watch the flicker light. The flicker come on, reminding you that as we invite Jesus, Light comes on. Tonight we've created space for that. You can also come and bow and kneel with him. Just you and God. None of us are going to bother you. You're just going to come forward and you're just going to kneel and you're going to bow. And you're going to have that soul sigh of relief with God. This Christmas, I feel a posture of relief. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Come spend time with him. No one will bother you. If tonight you would like to step toward Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you're ready to take the step of faith, like it talks about the great grace that is available for all people, if you would like to take the step of faith in Christ, come see Eric or myself on the front row here, or we could talk after. We would love to do that. And then, a few minutes after that, we're going to shout. We're going to do some shouting in the form of a choir finale. We're going to lift a high praise in a little while. But for the next few minutes, open your heart. Move your mind. Take a deep soul sigh of relief. Joy has come. His name is Jesus. Let's pray. God, we thank you that you stretch our minds, that you stretch our hearts in every season. We thank you for perspectives that help us move our minds to deeper levels of joy than we've ever known before. Where we feel deep hurt, you have come 
to be a deep comfort. Where we feel deep despair, you have come to bring deep joy. You have come to remedy the darkness. Thank you, Jesus, that this season we can sigh in relief that you have come, you have provided, you are protecting, you are guiding, you are giving, you are loving, you are redeeming, you are making crooked things straight, and you are loving us through it all. Thank you, Lord, that you are healing and you are here. Thank you, Lord, that we can open our hearts and move our minds to joy and experience you. And it doesn't have to look one way. Thank you, Jesus, that you bring great rejoicing and great relief. You are the Messiah. And we love you. And tonight, we see you. We experience you. We want to respond. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As they sing, move about the room, stand in worship, whatever you would like to do. Let's posture our hearts to joy.